Well, the pro-abortion people, they've been thinking about it. Yeah. In fact, they've been planning for this for a very long time. They've been seeing it come, right? I think with pro-lifers, they're like, this is never going to happen, really? Come on. So the idea that it might really caught a lot of us off guard. The fact right. that they took this case, that this case has the potential of overturning Roe versus Wade. I, for one, thought, boy, I didn't know if I was going to see this in my lifetime, honestly. But here we are. Well, you've probably heard of the new normal. Have you ever heard of the next normal? Well, that probably best describes what's happening in the state of Michigan if Roe versus Wade were to be overturned. The fact is the pro-abortion movement is ready if Roe's overturned. The question is, are we? We'll be discussing that today on The Mark Harrington Show. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our ministry and the radio program by going to markharringtonshow.com and just click on the donate link. And today on the program, I have in studio Kristen Polo. She is with uh, Protect Life Michigan. I've had Kristen on before. You're one of the elite because you have actually been on the program more than once. It's an honor, Mark. (laughs) It's good to have you. (laughs) So she's in studio. That means she's down here in Columbus. And there's a reason for that because she's stealing all the created equal secrets. No, actually, (laughs) we are working with them because they're interested in doing high school outreach. Uh, That's something you haven't done before. That's right. Today was my very first high school outreach using abortion victim photography. We've done a lot of outreaches inside schools with different methods, but... This was a new approach that we're testing out. Well, I don't want to steal the thunder because you're going to be on the debrief, apparently, which is our other podcast that the team does. I'm sure they're going to be talking to you more about that and and your observations of the high school outreach. But let me just say this. I love it. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it's short. I like that. (laughs) But you have a little window of time to communicate the information and the kids aren't as jaded as they are on college campuses. So I like that. But anyway, and it's important to be reaching high school students and before they get to college. Mm-hmm. That's been my view altogether. So anyway, I wanted to bring you on. And in, the, in my intro, I talked about the, we understand what the, we're trying to figure out the new normal, right? Everybody's like, okay, what's the new normal with the post-pandemic if we it's ever get through this? It's to change every day. <laughs> yeah. So I thought of the, the next normal because it just seems like we have another normal and then another normal and a normal normal. It's not really a new normal. It's a next normal. So. Yeah. I thought about that in, in terms of, of the abortion uh, battle. And, of course, with Dobbs v. Jackson coming down the pike, the, the ruling will be handed down by the U.S. Supreme Court this year. I'm one of those that thinks they're going to do it before summer. Just me. Okay. I think they're going to get it out of the way. I think, But that's, that's just my own thoughts. Yeah. And if I'm right, you can send me money. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the, the, the Roe v. Wade uh, you know, could be overturned. Obviously, it might not be overturned. But we need to be thinking about that. And in my intro, I said that, well, the pro-abortion people, they've been thinking about it. Yeah. In fact, they've been planning for this for a very long time. They've been seeing it come, right? I think with pro-lifers, they're like, this is never going to happen, really? Come on. So the idea that it might really caught a lot of us off guard. The fact right. that they took this case, that this case has the potential of overturning Roe versus Wade. I, for one, thought, boy, I didn't know if I was going to see this in my lifetime, honestly, but here we are. And, you know, I don't want to get ahead of things. I'm not here to predict the the outcome, but we are all anticipating it being overturned. Mm -hmm. 
and we want to talk about what you guys are going to are planning. But first of all, let's find out what our opponents are planning. And <laughs> so every state that is, you know, if you read the pro-abortion literature, there's probably between 22, 26 states that they think might outlaw abortion or at least the post or pre-row statutes will kick into effect or there'll be a trigger law or something of that uh, nature. Michigan's one of those. You guys have a 31 or 1931, right? 1931, you have a a law that was put in the books. We have a complete ban on abortion in Michigan. So when Roe falls, abortion will be illegal in our state. And it's a really strong law that has been upheld many times. There have been Mm -hmm. challenges to it. They've tried to knock it down. It's one of the strongest bans in the nation um, that obviously when Rofas were really looking forward to that kicking right. into place. And that makes Michigan a little bit unique there. I, I don't know how many uh, states have that kind of thing. A lot of them have trigger laws, which were passed since Roe's been in effect. That's right. And those will kick in if Roe's overturned. But this was actually in effect and never, enfor- uh, you know, the, the enforcement of it stopped, of course, right. when Roe was uh, handed down. But because of that, the abortion advocates aren't aren't going to play dead and roll over. <laughs> they're not. they're mobilizing. They keep coming back. So let's talk about that. Uh, this I think what was a couple weeks ago. You guys got wind of this. Tell us what's going on. Planned Parenthood, all the typical suspects here are lining up to do something to change the that that outcome That's if right. Roe was overturned. Yeah. So on January 7th, just a couple weeks ago, Planned Parenthood Advocates of Michigan, uh, the ACLU, a couple other groups banded together and filed with the Board of Canvassers in Michigan uh-huh. um, to collect signatures so that they can right. put a constitutional amendment on the November ballot mm-hmm. in Michigan. A lot of people, I'm hearing a lot of misunderstanding. They're saying, oh, the legislature will never pass uh, you know, uh, a law like this. Well, it's not the legislature. It's going to right. go to the people mm-hmm. and us Michiganders will vote on that come November if they collect the signatures they need. They need about 425,000 signatures. Um, I suspect they're probably going to pay some good money to get those and that this will and they have end up on money, the ballot. But the magnitude of this, I it is going to be the biggest fight that we've had in Michigan's pro-life history because this would repeal Michigan's abortion ban and repeal all of our pro-life laws, 50 years of pro-life laws, and make abortion an unrestricted, unregulated, constitutional right Hmm. in our state. And then the only way for the pro-life movement to do anything about that would be for us to pass our own constitutional change in the future, which is a difficult thing to do. It would make restricting abortion unconstitutional in our state. So this is a serious battle. It's the mother of all battles. It is. Or the end game. Sorry. (laughs) The end game. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be spending a lot of time fighting that. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So we have the Planned Parenthood, of course. You got the uh, ACLU, Mm -hmm. which I always wonder, you know, what happened to the ACLU? There was a day. (laughs) Actually, the ACLU stood for freedom, liberty, all those things that America used to stand for. Not anymore. They have their reproductive rights department or whatever. I I guess they've jumped in here. The typical suspects are behind this. Uh, From what I can read here, they need, as you say, 425,000 signatures. That's a tall order. Uh, That equates to 71,000 signatures a month. That's a lot. 
and um, it uh, by Ju- July 11th. Mm-hmm. So we are in February now. So they have a they have a short window here to get going. Do you yep. know if they're already out and about? I mean, the, the language has been approved, correct? Yeah, the language that will be on the ballot has been approved, and anyone can view that online. But okay. they haven't started collecting signatures yet. I think there's like a finalization meeting, and then okay. they'll start. I think it's on February 11th. But okay. once that date hits, um, when they start collecting signatures, uh-huh. they have 180 days. 180 days. So the, the clock starts ticking. So the question that I would ask is, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. Why would they? Why wouldn't they just go through the legislature? Why wouldn't they just try to ban abortion through the legislature? Why? Why do they go on the people? This is a powerful move on their part because mm-hmm. it, if they can do this, mm-hmm. and if they're successful, and just so you guys know, success looks like fifty percent voting yes plus just one person. Right. That's all they need. Um, they actually take the power away from the legislature if they right. succeed in getting this passed because yeah. then the pro-life side can't restrict or re- regulate abortion mm-hmm. at all. Right. We can't, you know, our hands are tied, legislatively speaking. And in Michigan, do you have a majority in both Senate and House? Um, uh, yes. Republican? Yes, but, but our you, your governor, governor is very pro-choice. Awful. Yeah, she's terrible. Uh, yeah, so that's why. <laughs> They're not going to go to the legislature because they can't get it done through the legislature. It's funny. They say, we want the people of Michigan to be represented. And I said, well, there's a system for that. It's called your legislature. <laughs> that's typically how we do things here. Yeah. Constitutional amendments are an option, but they're rarely used. And they're only used in this case because they know they can't get it done otherwise. And here's what they're counting on. And I think you know this. Lying. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to lie and they, they about what this have is. Been, right? I mean, frankly, the, the initial game. press on day one was saying that this is about birth control and miscarriage. Oh, yeah. and, right. and even the way the language is written in the proposal is so deceptive mm-hmm. um, that I know a lot of uh, people, Right to Life in Michigan, has been fighting for that language to be changed so that it's, it's fair and it's clear to the voter what they're voting for. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to lie. They're going to say if this if this law, this 1931 law, was put into effect, that you know women are going to be thrown in prison, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to be back alley abortions. They're, they're yeah. going to be all over that, right? Yeah. That that'll be their ad campaign, yes. right? Yeah. If Roe and falls it'll play on the it'll certain... play you know, emotionally. It'll work with some people. Uh, here, here's what I want to read. This is from the website. Um, I don't know which woman this is. This is from one of the campaign websites. MIReproductivefreedom.org, MI, which is Michigan, MIReproductivefreedom.org. They say this. In Michigan, I'll quote, in Michigan, we trust women. There we go. I love that one. Uh, (laughs) the, The decision of whether to become pregnant or a parent is too important to leave to politicians. Mm. You know, I think to myself, really? It, that's our system of government, a representative mm-hmm. republic. Politicians, they're our public servants. So that's how we generally get things done. But, hey, we don't leave it to politicians. Uh, in, ensuring that reproductive freedom, there's another great uh, you know, euphemism, uh, is protected by our state constitution means politicians in Lansing won't be able to interfere when deny, deny our personal decisions. You can see it now. I mean, that is their campaign. Yeah. So how are you going to counter that? How are you going to confront, confront that kind of messaging? I think our education on this is going to focus around the fact that this is a radical proposal mm-hmm. that even the average pro-choice Michigander or American 
would not support. We're talking about legalizing late-term abortion. Is it up to birth? I mean, there are no limits in the thing, right? Right. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Um, There there really isn't because the way kind of like Doe, um, the way they define these terms say you can have a late-term abortion if it affects the health health or the mental health. Um, I can't say mother anymore. So birth in person. So. So we're going to focus on exposing how radical and extreme it is and the fact that um, even if you're pro-choice, these are things that you won't support. The fact that a minor could have an abortion in Michigan, a Mm -hmm. child, when she couldn't go on a field trip without her parents' permission, but she could have a late-term abortion without their permission or knowledge. There's so many things that even if you're pro-choice, I would say this is a bridge too far. Let it be dealt with in the legislature. Um, so what are you guys going to do? I know Right to Life of Michigan, as you said, has their campaign. They're going to be doing a lot of TV ads, which is great. You guys are more of the grassroots boots on the ground like Create Equal. Uh, what do you guys, what do you see your role being? I think there's a lot of organizations that I hope step up to the plate in their unique way. I hope that Created Equal joins us a little bit in Michigan to help if, with this. At the right price. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just um, but well, I do. We do have a grassroots effort. We have sure. hundreds of students around the state that are already trained in having effective conversations on abortion. Right. So if we can mm-hmm. change someone's mind and help them see that abortion is wrong in all cases, we can h- certainly help them see that this proposal isn't a good fit for our state. And maybe so, going door to door, that kind of stuff. You guys are good at that. I, mean, I imagine yes. you've got the you got. Yep. I mean, we don't obviously. Neither of our teams have. We have endless resources, <laughs> personal right. or human resources, but we can. We have a lot of manpower, lot and of manpower. I think we're going to spend a lot of time educating people wherever we can, door to door, on the streets, phone calls, whatever it takes to let people know that this is not something that they should vote yes in, no matter what their position on abortion. This is not a proposal that they su- should support. So, folks, you can get involved. You can go to Protect Life MI, yep. protectlifemi.org. That's right. We're talking about what a post-Roe America would look like and specifically what Michigan would look like. And this is not this is happening across the country. I'm not saying constitutional amendments are being proposed or, or put forward by all the abortion advocates, but they are mobilizing people, mm-hmm. and we need to be ready to uh, go with our own campaigns. I've talked about it here on the program, what created equals role would be in a post-role America. We kind of have a roadmap that we put together. It's what we do best. I mean, we're not going to go off into the political realm, but we can help in states where we have the highest likelihood of outlawing abortion. That's where we're going to be focusing our efforts. So I'm here with Kristen Polo. She's the executive director of Protect Life Michigan. And you can find out more again. Go to protectlifemi.org. Okay, Chris, you got something else? I was just going to say, I think our organizations are so uniquely positioned to help in a post-Roe world because we deal with public opinion, Mark. Mm -hmm. And so when when Roe falls and abortion is restricted in these states, we have to be there to ensure that the culture remains pro-life, that people's minds are continually changed, or we we could lose. Oh, easily. I mean, it could be reversed the other direction overnight because I can tell you the pro-abortion advocates, the lawyers right now are already drafting the case 
to to try to embed it in the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution. Yes. I guarantee it's happening now amongst all these other possibilities. So we've got to be ready. We will be. Listen, if Rose overturned, we're ready. If it's not, we're ready. I mean, we're always ready. We're just we're, we're ready. not going away. <laughs> we're, we're not going away. Fight tooth and nail to protect life. Yeah. So what I want to do in the time we have left, which isn't a whole lot here, is just talk about the landscape of the debate. We both, as you know, you guys are very invested in your campuses in Michigan. We go to college campuses as well. And I just want to ask you generally, what do you think the biggest challenges are? Now we're coming, you know, two years into the pandemic. You have all these other things happening with the, um, you know, social justice movement, if you will, and trying to categorize the abortion debate in reproductive justice. They talk about that, that it's a, you know, Right. Not allowing for abortion is That's oppressive. Yep. It's oppression. And I think so, abortion is oppressive. I, I do too. So how are you? I mean, I know how we're doing it, but I want to know what you guys are doing to try to counteract those arguments on campus. Yeah. Uh, we have to be ready. We have to be constantly keeping up with where the culture is going in these debates. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest challenge is that today people especially the college students we talk to, really see this as a circumstantial issue. So they'll Mm -hmm. say, I'm personally opposed to abortion. I can look at this picture of a baby torn to pieces and say that that's wrong. But, you know, we don't know what that particular woman is going through. And so we have the job of helping them see that no matter the circumstance, Killing is not a solution to problems. Mm-hmm. Violence is not a solution. Right. And and we take a human rights approach to this. As you said, people care a lot about right. justice. Right. They Equality. care about human right. rights. And so a lot of times, in fact, I did it today in front of the high school. I asked, do you believe in human rights? Who do you think should have human rights? Mm-hmm. And if we can see that this is a little human being torn mm-hmm. to pieces by a abortion, isn't mm. abortion a violation of that? And I think it helps them frame the debate because right. now they either have to find a way to defend violating human rights or or try to explain why abortion isn't that. And right. it, that's a difficult thing to do. You it find is. a lot it of people It seems like everybody's for there. equality except for the unborn. And right. then, and that's the, that's the, you know, the big debate now is all about equality, right? Well, yeah. really it's about equity, but it's a, equality and we should make it about that. Mm. If we can make the case for the unborn, prove that they're human, they are being excluded from that equation. Right. And they're the ones that are doing that, not us. We're the inclusive people. I mean, right. we're including everyone into the into that yeah. equation. So I think it plays. it's always played well on campus. We don't just do it because it works. Right. It's the right message. It's mm-hmm. true. Uh, and that's why I think the vote, photos are important. And I want to finish with that. You are one of the few. Thank you. Thank you for this. <laughs> you have, Thank you, you for um, you radicalizing seen, us. Yeah. Can I say it that way? <laughs> you have seen the light in the use of the proper use of That's abortion right. victim photography uh, on, you know, in, in your outreach. Could you just share, you know, kind of your uh, story, how that how you progress through the processing as to whether this, this is something you want to do or not? This guy, Seth. Dreyer. Oh, he uh. was the one, huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> so we actually Should've had someone from Created Equal come in to speak at mm. one of our events, or I mm-hmm. had heard him somewhere. I was kind of opposed to abortion victim photography. I thought it was radical. It didn't make me very popular anytime I used it. This is true. Um, but when I heard Created Equal talk about why and respond to objections, 
I had nothing left. Um, I, I just knew that I didn't have any objection that they could not answer. So I decided to try it. And we um, did a That's comparison. That's the step that people don't go. They'll, That's right. They'll all, most of them will acknowledge yeah. that photos of injustice work. Social right. reformers have used them historically. Yes. And they'll say there's a place for this in the pro-life movement. And they'll say, I love what you do. But then they'll never I'm go not to the doing next it. step. They'll never go to the next <laughs> right. step and actually do it themselves. And honestly, you guys did. I did. did. And and the thing that shocked me was not how angry people were. That's what I was so afraid of, that people would be so upset. What shocked me was the continued apathy, mm-hmm. even when even you're standing those. there with these yep. horrible images. So how does it help you? Apathetic. We've got about 20 seconds left. How does it help you in your debates? I mean, it is another tool. It is. I think I highly effective one tool how does it help because it cuts assist. through all of the rhetoric and it gets right to what's really in a moment. happening right exactly in, in moment. the same way other images have helped and right. other injustices right. it just works and we have the statistics to prove it we track all of that so i'm eternally grateful to you guys for that <laughs> well we're glad that you're uh, you've come around <laughs> you've seen the light <laughs> and we will be traveling together actually with other groups Canadian Center for Bi- uh, Bioethical Reform, yeah. Toronto, Right to Life, some groups out of California this summer. We're going to New York City, Can't which wait. will be an awesome outreach week uh, with Protect Life Michigan. So if you want to find out more, folks, you can go to Protect Life Michigan. That's Protect Life M-I, protectlifemi.org. My guest has been Kristen Polo. Kristen, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. So, friends, I want you to take action today, and there's a couple of uh, marching orders that I'd like you to to do here. The first is this. If you like what you hear on The Mark Harrington Show, I want to exhort you, encourage you to follow us on our podcast, which you can pick up 24-7 on all the popular podcasting platforms. We have a new player that's embedded in the website, MarkHarringtonShow.com. You can pick it up there. You can listen to it there as well. But once, well, like I say, you can pick it up on any of the popular podcasting platforms uh, anytime you wish. Also, I need more input. I want to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a guest, uh, you can uh, go to our website at markharringtonshow.com and submit a comment. Or if you have a question for me or just a comment, and I can read it on the air and answer it. So you can get involved in the program and, uh, you know, maybe make a suggestion as to what you'd like to be addressed on the show that's not being addressed currently or a guest that might actually be someone that our listeners would enjoy hearing from. So those are two things you can do. And then finally, I just want people to be aware of our upcoming justice ride. Uh, And a justice ride is simply this. This is our premier training program for Created Equal. We've been doing this now for around 11 years, and the, the, the concept is basically designed after the Civil Rights Freedom Rides. And just to give you a little bit of history, the Civil Rights Freedom Rides were uh, a turning point in the Civil Rights Movement, and it happened in the early 1960s, where generally young people, mostly, defied the rules of the, uh, the buses in the South who were ordered by the federal government to segregate. And many of them didn't do that, and so they didn't segregate. So students from around the country, mostly, boarded these buses in defiance to the segregation rules that the bus companies implemented. 
and they just broke those rules and they jumped on these buses and there were certain uh, routes that they'd take throughout the South. They were called the Freedom Rides. And those Freedom Rides led to all kinds of conflict. In other words, there was violence, there was uh, you know bus bombings, and it captured the attention of the nation and I think was a turning point in the civil rights movement. And so what we've done with the Justice Ride is kind of patterned that uh, off of the Freedom Rides. Now, obviously, we're not looking for violence. We're not looking to get you know put in jail or anything like that. But the, the, the thing that made the Freedom Rides work was synergy. And synergy is when a group of people get together and they work for a cause that is bigger than themselves. And that it's, there's this commonality, uh, you know, like-mindedness, a kindred spirit that is developed. And that's what happened with the uh, Civil Rights Freedom Rides. These were uh, relationships that were developed and uh, maintained throughout their lives. This was a turning point in their life. And so what we're trying to create as well on the uh, justice right is a similar synergy uh, for young people to jump on buses that we charter and we take down to the South, primarily Florida, for a week-long training. We train them in the bus, we train them in the classroom, and then we take them out to college and high school campuses and give them an opportunity to use what they've just learned on college campuses. And you can support that work. That is the Justice Ride by going to MarkHarringtonShow.com and give us a donation. Uh, it costs $300 to send one of our young persons uh, or young people on a Justice Ride. You can send us a gift for 300 bucks. You can send us a gift for $30. That would be a tithe of a of a the cost that it would be for a young person to come on the justice ride. But you can go to markherringtonshow.com and give on the donate link to our justice ride, which will launch on February 26. So we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.